The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Apatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Last month, when Jamie and I drove down east to see our daughter Casey in Wilmington, we went by way of Raleigh. Now, if you aren't familiar with the eastern part of the state, that is not the most direct route between <laughs> Shelby and Wilmington. If you had a map and you followed Jesus as he left Tyre and went through Sidon and down to the region of the Decapolis, his route would look a lot like the one that we took. Taking this route, Jesus left behind the familiar Galilean countryside, and he traveled to the large and heavily Hellenized cities of Tyre and of Sidon, 25 miles to its north. These were commercially magnificent port cities on the Mediterranean coast in modern-day Lebanon. And then he continued on to the Decapolis, which was a whole confederation of 10 cities, to the southeast of Galilee. In these urban settings, Jesus and his disciples would have encountered people, sounds, and sights that were strange and even sometimes hostile. 
just as his journey takes Jesus into new territory geographically, his ministry also takes a visible turn as he widens his audience to include not only the traditional Jewish followers, but the whole world. As a Jew in these cities, Greek in culture and dominated by Gentiles, Jesus would have been an outsider. But the division between insiders and outsiders is one of the very first casualties of the gospel that makes no distinction between Jew and Greek, slave or free, male and female. Today's gospel includes two different encounters, and I'm going to focus on the second one, which begins in verse 31. When people bring to Jesus a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they ask Jesus to heal him. We don't know a whole lot more than that. This account is unique to Mark's gospel, so we can't even turn to the other gospels to find clues. But we can look at what is missing. Sometimes in the Gospels, when Jesus meets a person in need of healing, the community starts asking questions about the sin they've committed, or perhaps that their parents committed. The question that gets asked is, what did they do to deserve this suffering? Sometimes the person is possessed by an evil spirit or a demon and has been cast out, shunned, and made unwelcome. But here, in church, this may be a lesson for us, perhaps because this meeting doesn't take place in a religious community, it takes place in the Decapolis, this man isn't subjected to any of those questions. He doesn't fall under any of that scrutiny. His need is simply made known to Jesus. And meeting him, Jesus says, be opened. Maybe that's all we really need to know about this man. After all, as Lutheran pastor David Lowe writes, because whatever else we don't understand, we all know what it is like to be closed, to be shut and stuck, to be blocked. There is a dark and heavy powerlessness that covers you when you are frozen by uncertainty or doubt, trapped or unable to move, or blocked by obstacles that overwhelm you. And while physical or bodily healing, cures, and remission from disease are not always possible, God's healing presence is always offered to us in Jesus. Throughout his gospel, Mark emphasizes the powerful acts of Jesus, showing us that in Jesus, God intervenes in human history. Despite often being commanded by Jesus not to tell anyone about these encounters, somebody did. These people could not resist sharing the stories of their experiences with the Son of God. 
They bear witness to the transformation that Jesus brings, to the restoration of hope, and to the confidence that we have in God's promises. And people notice. Their eyes, too, are opened to God's healing presence in the world. With abundant and indiscriminate mercy, God, who created us for life-giving relationship, renews and restores us. Today on this God's Work, Our Hands Sunday, when Lutheran congregations all across the country are engaged in programs that proclaim the good news of Jesus in our communities, the description of Jesus' physical actions, thrusting, spitting, touching, looking up, sighing, speaking, emphasizes the importance of our physical presence and witness in the world. Ours is a living and active faith. Later, during worship, after the offering, you are invited to be anointed for service in the world. Anointing is rooted in ritual that proclaims the presence of Christ as we come before God in prayer and prepare to embody God's love in our community. I'll stand at the rear of the sanctuary by the font with oil and put a cross on your hands with the words, I anoint you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the work begun and continued and ended in and through you bring glory to Christ and his holy church. Today and every day, God's work, our hands, isn't just a catchy slogan. It is how we live out the gospel, showing up so that people will know the unlimited love that God has for each one of us. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who shows forth your love and mercy. Open our hearts to love as we are first loved, and open our eyes to see your children as you see each one of us, whole and healed. Send us into every corner of the world, united by your love. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.